Welcome to the Journey of a Misfit with Valerie Hayes and Katrina King. How can I not be judged when your spirit's in this place? How can I not be moved when you're all, when you're all around me? Hey, this is Valerie Hayes. And this is Katrina King. Welcome back. I hope everybody's had a great week. Katrina, how you been? I'm good. Can I tell you a little, before we start, yeah. the coolest thing ever? I love cool things. So, okay. sa- uh, so last Sunday after we recorded, mm-hmm. I got an email from a lady that yeah. her name is Sherry. So we're giving her a shout out right now. She works right. on an egg farm apparently here in, oh. in Wright City. or Sherry. Sherry. Sherry the egg girl. Yeah. Okay. And, and she just was like, I listen to you. And oh, that's so sweet. I know, Sherry, right? Thank you for listening. We appreciate that. Very exciting. So if anybody else wants to give us a shout out, they can too. Yeah, you can always send us an email. We love hearing your stories yes. and, and what Jesus has been doing in your life and, and maybe how the show's encouraged you in some way. Mm-hmm. So please feel free. It's Katrina at Misfits.com. Katrina with a C at MisfitsForJesus.com. And Valerie at MercySoap.net. Yes. So you can email us anytime yes. you want. So um, we before we get started on our program today, we have a super special guest that I'm kind of geeking out about because I'm a huge fan. Me um, too. I do want to, um, we had a great weekend at Faith Fest. Holy cow. If you did oh not gosh. make it out to Faith Fest. Um, you missed it. Wow. You missed it. But, you know, God willing, we'll be doing it again next year. We're, we're going to do a show on Faith, um, on Faith Fest coming up in the future we'll kind of talk about you know kind of more recap. detailed about that and recap it but wow what a great who it's a blessing it's it a is blessing definitely to just be a, blessing. a part and every of year god is doing and every year it just gets a little better you know you think oh, there's no way you can top this year right and then next year comes so yeah. it was the way that's the way it was this year there's no way you could top last year Amen. and jesus so always. We have this um, beautiful young lady sitting at the other end of the studio. Oh, goodness. And I'm so excited that she drove all the way from DeSoto, right? Mm, Yes. DeSoto, Missouri. She joined us also at Faith Fest. She did a set of worship that was amazing as well. Of course. Um, Jamie Dry. Yes. So glad to have you here, girl. She has been a part of Misfits for quite a while. Tell us a little bit about how you got started um, with Misfits for Jesus. Um, I had a resale free store in DeSoto um, and I was giving away clothing. I had asked for a bunch of coats. An old friend of mine from high school um, that I did not even know knew any of you. Um, his name was Jeff Lewis. So Jeff, if you're listening to this, shout out to you. Hey Jeff. Um, hey Jeff. Yeah, he um, he had called me and asked me, "Hey, do you have any extra coats? We need some for the homeless in St. Louis." And so I think that was like somewhere around oh goodness, 2009, 2010, somewhere around there. Um, and so I just gathered up a bunch of coats, not expecting anything other than showing up when it's freezing cold and handing out coats to people that I have no clue who they are and um, I fell in love I just absolutely fell in love I fell in love with the atmosphere cuckoo and the cocoa nuts was there doing worship <laughs> they played Faith Fest a couple of times yes and um, I believe Randy was the one who was teaching that night and from there it just kind of escalated I start he quit but I started going every single week wow um, and no one knew I sang. I was in a really broken, dark place, mm. and I didn't want anybody to know me. It was kind of one of those things. That was my healing. Yeah. So I didn't want anybody to be a part of that except Jesus and me. Yeah. And um, 
and I started cooking. I asked if I could cook, and from there I just started cooking um, once a month. And um, Jeff came back to visit one time and mouthed off to and Randy. And he said, have you ever heard this girl sing? Yeah, have you ever heard Jamie sing? <laughs> and yeah. Randy turned around and gave me the the brother look. And, <laughs> He's good at that. Uh, yes, he is. And it was, what? You can sing? And um, and I've been here ever since. Wow. Ever since. It's awesome. And now the first time that I heard about you was the first time that I met the guys. And that was when they walked into my bookstore in Warrington and we began to just kind of talk and share a little bit about, you know, learn from each other. And he's like, and I remember Randy looked at Jeremy and he's like, oh, she's got to meet Jamie. She's got to, you're like, you and Jamie were like cut from the same wool or something. Yeah, he called me. He called me the day yeah. that he met yeah. you and he's like, oh my gosh, you've got to meet this girl Val. Yeah. And I was like, okay. So I think we became friends on Facebook yeah. at that point, which Absolutely. was like six years ago. Yeah. Um, and, it, and it's just recently, I would say within the last year that we've kind of started becoming really? friends, which yeah. is really cool. Yeah. And I'm just excited about what God's doing and going to do with that relationship anyway. Yes. So really glad you're here. So you are a worshiper. Mm -hmm. That is your love language yep. to Jesus. So tell us a little bit about um, that part of your journey and just worshiping. Um, I grew up singing um, my whole life with my family and then um, from my family into school and choirs and um, basically was taught and trained just about every type of music except worship except contemporary christian or or worship or um and so it all escalated um from that dark place that i was in um i had only ever known just to sing basically you're singing for god um in our family we were raised you use your gifts your talents everything is for him don't use it for anything else he can take it as fast as he gave it yeah, type thing and so um singing for anything other than god was never an option for mm -hmm. me but i never understood what worship was real worship yeah. and um it wasn't until um i uh got a hold of misfits and um and the church that i had joined mm -hmm. um at that time and through both of those um it was just a god ordained and it's a really long testimony but um just god ordained god put me in a position of have to um, it was one of those things where i would not have accepted a position as a worship leader but there was nobody else there that was qualified mm. to sing mm -hmm. And it was more of a qualification than it was anything, but really it was the pastor who could see the anointing. Wow. Even though I had no clue what was going on, right. I wasn't from that realm. Um, I've always known God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit, but I never knew what it was to be spirit-led. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until um, I started leading worship that I realized, oh my gosh, where has this been my whole yeah. life? Yeah. It's not about um, It's not about anything other than God. And, you know, growing up, my mom was the one who taught me about Jesus. She was the one who um, I would see every day in the Word for two and three hours a day and just breathing in God. Um, and she would talk about our prayer closet. I always thought, okay, well, I just go pray in a closet, you know, or I go pray on my bed. And as a kid, that's what I did. We, um, we were made, literally made, to learn scriptures and things like that. So mm -hmm. I didn't know of any other lifestyle but that. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't until I stepped behind a piano that I didn't even know how to play. And I just started penning songs that God blessed me with. Wow. 
um, that I really realized what intimate worship was, that it wasn't a song you sing, and it wasn't a prayer you pray, and it wasn't a scripture you read. It was Mm -hmm. a lifestyle, and it was a lifestyle of obedience to the Word of God, not because someone told me to, Mm -hmm. but because I love Him, and that's what it was for, and so it was... It was back then when I realized what worship was. That just makes me think about our what we talked about last week, which was we mm-hmm. were talking about what does it mean, you know, when Jesus talked to the woman at the well, and she said that God was looking for true worshipers that worshipped in spirit mm-hmm. and truth. And so we kind of dissected that a little bit. Um, what does that mean to you? Spirit and truth. Yeah. There's no falsity in God. There's no fakeness in God. Everything that he says is absolute truth. I never have to question it. I never have to doubt it, even though we're human and we do. Yeah. He understands that. He understands our weaknesses. He understands our faults. But when it comes to worshiping in spirit and in truth, that's just knowledge of knowing who he is, yeah. the power that he holds, yeah. and that I can't that's do anything. Exactly what I, yeah. You know, I can't do yeah. anything without him, but yeah. with him, I really can do anything. Right. And that's that's the part, yes, 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 Philippians. Yeah. That's the part um, that I love the most about God, mm-hmm. is knowing that, you know, I, I really am the dirt underneath of the scum of the shoe, until but yet he considers yeah you. but then he but then i look at he chose me he formed yeah. me in my mother's womb yeah. he has a purpose he has a plan and and right now um in the position that i'm in in the city that i'm in suicide is at an all-time high mm-hmm. we just had two high school students um that were brothers and sisters wow in the same family i can't imagine that I, family. I can't um yeah. i cannot fathom it and um my my greatest prayer for me right now is reaching my city, mm-hmm. reaching these youth and letting them know that they're not alone. Yeah. And it doesn't matter how low we look at ourselves. Right. It's what he sees and he's he sees us as beautiful. He sees the righteousness of himself. Yeah. The word says that. Yeah, it does. What is true about us is what he says about us. Yeah, exactly. Not what the world says about exactly. us. Exactly. Unfortunately though, I, I can't imagine being a teenager right now Mm -hmm. you know um we always talk about how the 80s were so amazing (laughs) i love the 80s um you know mtv had just started coming out cable had just started i mean cell phones were the you know Mm -hmm. end of the bag phones i mean and and even then without all the social media i you know i'm sure you did i did struggled with self-image and self-esteem and and feeling valuable and i think it's such a, a fragile time in a person's life when they're in their teens, you know? I have um, four teenagers at home. Yeah. And and, wow. and social media just, I mean, it's that validation that they get it from social media, not mm. from right. face-to-face contact and certainly not from the Lord, you know? Right. So, yeah, I, I'm i with you on that. It is yeah. just, yeah, it's, it's a hard road for them right now. It's a hard road for them. So, um, so I know that you've written some music. Yes. Did you bring any uh, songs tonight that you'd like to share? I did. There's one song um, that I wrote. It has a little short testimony behind it. Um, I have been writing music since I was 13, but they were always Jesus and Me songs, Okay. just for Jesus and Me. Yeah. It wasn't until I got involved with Misfits and Randy found out that I sang that he started asking me, hey, would you sing a special or, or would you, you know, lead some worship? And I was just like that, you know, I, I don't know what I'm doing. I just, you know, go behind a piano and I 
play black keys because that's the type of voice I have and I love blues and so it just kind of works mm-hmm. it's like I don't care just do it and um, I had a team at Valley Minds Worship Center and um, this team was everybody on this team had been involved with worship pretty much their whole life they had been in charismatic churches, Church of God, Assembly of God. They knew what they were doing, and I had absolutely no clue, and here I was leading them. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, God, of all people in the world, why why would you choose me to lead a team? And, and I'm talking, um, we're talking like six vocalists and a bass player and a, and a drum player and guitar players, and I'm like, I have no clue what I'm doing, you know? <laughs> and um, when we when I first started with them, there was already a piano player, so I didn't have to worry. I could just sing, and I can sing. Not problem with that. I love to sing. Grab a microphone. I'm better behind a microphone than what I am, you know, even being a mother. I, it just comes easy to me. But um, the piano player had left, and there was no one there. I play bass guitar, not piano, yeah. not not for church. <laughs> and I remember... Um, She's a bass player. I am a bass player. Um, been playing since I was 13. Southern gospel. Southern gospel, okay? okay. <laughs> I'm not that great, I promise. That's all right, we forgive you for that one. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> There's growth. There's always yes, growth, Jamie. Yes. Come on, you can hey, go. I, hey, that's my roots. <laughs> I love it. Um, you can take any Southern gospel song and turn it into a blues song, yes. and I've done just about all of them. <laughs> but anyway, um, it was it was one Sunday, and I'll never forget it, one Sunday afternoon, and, and I had already written some songs. We had already started doing it. Um, but any time that I had practice with my team, I always had devotion time with them. That was the one thing mm-hmm. um, with me. It was more for me about the word than it was the worship because I figure if if we sound bad, if the anointing hits, yeah, amen, it's all gonna be good. It's not That's a problem. Right. And if he can use a donkey, then he can use Jamie Dry. <laughs> and so I sat down um, with my team and I looked at them and I said, I've got two questions. One question is. Um, what is God to you today? And then what is God to you forever? And I just wanted a word. And um, as my team just started like throwing words out, I literally just took a piece of paper and I just started writing those words down just sporadically on this paper. And in between, as they were talking to each other and talking about the goodness of God and I'm mm-hmm. hearing them, um, the drummer that we had, Ronnie, he said, hey, you didn't you didn't tell us what yours is. And um, at that moment, I was single and um, I had no desire really to ever be married, but yet I was lonely, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, it doesn't matter if you're married or if you're single or if you're in a crowd of 5,000 people, you could still feel lonely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of people out there that are broken that feel that way. Mm-hmm. And I looked at them and I said, um, as intimate as what this sounds, and I can't believe that I'm going to say it because I grew up and you just didn't talk about these things. I said, he's my lover. That's what I call him. That's what she calls him, too, the lover of her soul. He is my my lover. He's my lover. And so um, as they started talking and and just they were literally conversing back and forth, and I was just sitting there writing, and finally after like maybe seven, eight minutes, one of them looked up and was like, what are you doing? And I was like, I don't know. Just follow me. (laughs) And I went over to the piano. I grabbed the piece of paper, and it just just flew beautiful it just that's the holy spirit yep wow it's beautiful let's hear it all right of all the words that ever will be 
in existence of who he is my only sure foundation he is my everything of all the words that ever will be in existence of who he is my only sure foundation he is my everything he is father shelter he's my comforter and lover you are promise and hope redeemer of my soul you are never will be righteous king of kings the greatest gift from Yes. I could listen to you sing all day. I could too. Yeah, well, I feel the same way about you. And <laughs> Imagine, and we've never sung together. I know. That's the that's enemy a crime. is what that is. It is. <laughs> Keeping it is. us apart. Yes. It yeah. is. It is. But we're going to. We're going to. I'm just going to prophesy right now. Right we're, now. Yes. We're going to. We're going to. And I'm just going to sit and listen. There you go. You could be our bus driver. Okay. I'll we be could go on the road. Yes. I'll be the manager. There you go. I could do all the editing. If I had a little squirrel sign, I'd be putting it up right now. <laughs> squirrel. squirrel. All right, bring it into the Okay. So talk to me about some of it. You said that you, you know, you kind of like your roots are in Southern gospel and mm-hmm. blues and that. So talk to me about some contemporary music that just really seems to, like, you're like, dang, I wish I'd have wrote that because that's my heart right now. Like, oh, wow. What would be the song that is really just your heart right now? Um, no Longer Slaves. Mm. I um, and it's funny because half of the songs that I do in worship for church that's contemporary I have no idea what the titles are of the songs Mm -hmm. I really don't Um, if you look through my PowerPoint it's usually a couple of the words in the middle of the song and that's how I've titled it Mm -hmm. because that's how I remember it Um, but I'm one of those that if I hear a song one time and I jot down the words really quick I can usually pick it up and just make it a Jamie version because I don't ever do the same thing the same way every time that's the way it should be I my believe. my old team we were called awaken and by the end of our six years of being together um i was renamed whiplash 
because I never do anything the same, but mm-hmm. I don't want to. Yeah. I, I want the Holy Spirit to lead. And Amen. well, you know, he's the same yesterday, today, and forever, right. but our worship will never be the same yeah. because it goes with our life. Yeah. Our life is not the same. And, right. Amen. And Amen. I'm no longer a slave to fear. That's I don't, a good one. I don't fear anything. I don't fear anyone um, except not loving God enough, mm. not giving him everything that I've got. That yeah. would be my, if I feared anything, that would be my only fear is God. I, I, I fear I don't want to um, not love you enough and not serve you enough and not let me go one second of the day without yeah. acknowledging who you are. Yeah. That's been a, a, a thing that I've been just, you know how sometimes you'll, you'll, get a, you'll get a verse or you'll hear a sermon or whatever and, and it just really resonates with you and it's something that you've, read a million times or heard a million times but for some reason in that season it just like wow god i feel like that's where i'm at and then everything after that that you hear is the same thing and for me right now that's that's the thing that like that song simplicity that we did last week um you know just about your first love um i feel like that's that's been a real theme too for me like just i need to be first like you need to love me more than anything else and and you know that when when Matthew was talking to the masses and he said unless you hate your mother or your brother or your right. sisters your you can't you can't follow me you know pick up your cross and follow me and and that really resonated with me like never before and i don't think that jesus wants us to be like I mean, for some people yes like you look at saint francis of assisi you know, such a cool guy. And he left everything. I mean, he literally walked away naked mm-hmm. and went out into the wilderness. And, and now he's like the St. Saint, Saint Francian, whatever they're called, monks. They're like <laughs> huge all over the world. So that's a rarity, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's, and then there's the people that don't leave anything. And we're kind of in between somewhere fluctuating, but but I feel like, yeah. Like, I just had that um, devotion with my kids just okay. three days ago. Um, they honored my mom has been at the same church my whole life and she has been um, the children's director and part of the children's church for 36 years she just retired and for her that's big Mm -hmm. so they had a big service sunday i missed my church in order to be able to be there she had no clue everything was a surprise and um, monday's devotion um, was about um, picking up your cross and Mm -hmm. and following them and and i reminded the kids one of the testimonies that was shared about my mom and it's from her pastor and that he's never seen anybody who literally has sacrificed her time and her energy and and her kids and her Mm -hmm. husband Mm -hmm. in order Mm -hmm. to do God's calling and I sat there in that church service and tears were streaming because first of all it's an honor to be her daughter but what an honor it is from for me to grow up watching that and were there times that as a kid I got upset because my mom wasn't here or, you know, and I look back now, I'm 40 years of age, and I look at that, and I'm like, thank you, God. Thank you, God, because I had just been struggling with this with my kids. I have eight kids at home. Not all of them are mine, but most of them are. And I am so involved in ministry, and it takes me away so much. And there's that fine line of that calling because my first and main calling is my kids. I'm raising disciples, yeah. little tiny disciples. Right. And um, there's that fine line of how, how far do you go because I want to give everything yeah. that I have to him. And um, 
you know, just being in prayer overnight and thinking about things, um, I've realized that there are some things that I have to let go of mm-hmm. um, in order to be able to be there for my kids, but not just for my kids, but for ministry purposes for the kingdom purpose. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly what God has called me to do. Yeah. And so. Well, and I think I think you're right. That's a that's a big issue with people that are in leadership and pastors and things like that, where you're at the church five days a week, six days a week, and your family suffers, and your first um, ministry is at home. Um, but like you said, you know, really, I think our first ministry is is to get at the feet of Jesus. Well, yes, yes. I mean that, you know, yeah. like. And so we busy ourselves sometimes Mm -hmm. with ministry, and it's all beautiful and it's all good. But if we're not sitting at the feet of Jesus in between those times, then it's just it's it's not right. Our relationship has to be because then because then what happens is the family gets the leftovers. Exactly. The husbands get the leftovers. The kids get the leftovers. Those kinds of things. But when your when your source comes from father the son the holy spirit then you've got enough to go around so but it is it's a very fine line it's a dance i mean i always say it's Mm, a dance it's a dance between because i think especially for kindred spirits like us where we you know our like greatest desire is papa can we come home you know what i mean like can it be today like please you know um we we really are heavenly we're thinking you know we're we're, Mm. we know that we are citizens of heaven and not here um, and so, yeah, it, this has been amazing. And I, you've traveled so far, uh, but is there any way you can come back again? We'd love Absolutely. to continue this conversation because we haven't even started to tell you about the work that she has done with the fatherless and with children. And I want, I want our audience to know about that. So Absolutely. it'd be great if you could come back. Yes. All right, sweet. Listen, guys, have a wonderful week. Remember that Jesus is nuts about you. And we'll see you next time. That's all. You unravel me with a melody you surround me with a song of deliverance from my enemies till all my fears are gone I'm no longer a